0: Well, hello thank you again for joining us here at powerhouse ministry television and of course powerhouse ministries our common ground podcast as always we invite you guys to check us out on Spotify you can check us out on all of the, the streaming networks obviously um, today once again we're going to be talking about uh, one of our new books out uh, with our powerhouse ministry publications um, it's entitled making peace with the past it is uh, a great book for anyone who um, just has a desire to uh, address issues personally uh, in their life or uh, you can put this in the hands of someone that you really care for Uh, this is a blessing for uh, someone that you care for who truly needs to uh, make peace in various areas of their lives and uh, the. forward is by the Honorable Ivan Sanchez who is the uh, founder and president of uh, Houston Millennials. Uh, He's also with GoldQuest Group which is an incredible lending firm, commercial lending, uh, residential lending. Uh, They do an an incredible uh, work in reference to community building, uh, edifying and building up various communities in various areas of actually global And uh, last year, uh, their company lent out over $500 million. That's who did uh, the forward. Ivan does a sensational job of pouring himself into the forward of this book, where he uh, shares some of the tools that led him to change uh, his way of thinking, make peace with his decisions from his past, make new decisions that catapulted him into an incredible sphere of leadership where he has multiple uh, leadership roles. And so that's who we are supposed to be. We are created by God to be leaders in various capacities, whether you're uh, learning how to lead your own life, a new life, because sometimes we make bad decisions ourselves, Uh, whether you're a leader with your own business, whether you are uh, operating in a capacity of leadership in your household as a single parent, etc., or as, you know, a married couple, etc., But whatever the case may be, this book is an incredible tool. If you know people who are incarcerated, uh, this is a great book. You can order it on Amazon and have it uh, obviously mailed and or shipped to Uh, that individual and or individuals because sometimes we can have small group sessions in prison as well. And of course in recovery centers, uh, halfway houses. This is a great tool for small group uh, sessions. It is just awesome for families who want to begin to address issues uh, within within various family households. This is just a good book uh, for making peace with your past. And even as we're facing a lot of issues in society today, we're at the core of everything that we're facing is we don't simply, uh, either we don't have a desire to make peace or we don't know how. And so we end up doing more damage than good, whether it's in politics, whether it's in our churches, whether it's in our communities, whether it's in our personal households, whether it's in our business, we mess up and we sabotage stuff by trying to address issues because we don't take uh, adequate tools and implement them into our situations so one of the things that we're going to be discussing briefly uh, during this podcast during this session is the need in this book uh, for support you need support a lot of times we we try to do things on our own but you need support Uh, if you're starting a business but whether you know it or not you're gonna need capital startup you're gonna need some money some type of support to support the vision Uh, tools can be a form of support. Uh, various forms of network and resources can be forms of support, but you're gonna need support. And um, we come from a biblical aspect because what you need more than anything, whether you want to accept or reject is you need God. And so I can't think of a better support system than God himself undergirding your choices undergirding your decision to make peace with your past and walking you through the process even utilizing tools such as the word of god and books like this one uh so with that much said uh one of the things when it comes to support i do a lot of things in the recovery arena i won't go into that into a lot of details because i'm not here to try to uh you know do a lot of advocacy this is not an advocacy pitch This is really about people who want and need help. So now listen, because this book is going to guide you to connect with and or to get in touch with uh, the powerful memories or emotions, you may need to study it or read it with a small group or a caring group of people, uh, where you can bounce things off of other people. Sometimes it's okay to reflect within yourself, but at the same time there's just power and accountability Uh, there's power in community so this small support group will come face to face you know with persons who hurt yet who have hope for healing and who will experience the acceptance the love uh and the presence of christ in their lives and so you need this and so face-to-face support groups work And some people wonder, well, how does it work? So you're about to meet people who will become your support group. Once you start operating this book and doing small groups, you're going to meet people who are going to become your support group uh, during your study as you go through it and and as you begin the process of making peace with your past. So you're also about to meet yourself. You're about to experience firsthand that there are others who are just like you. Other people who still are dealing with unresolved issues. And so you're gonna find that God can use your support group to bring, to bring about uh, a powerful change in your life as you know, we look at four dynamic things uh, that can happen when you start taking peace with your past. First of all, you can d- develop a sense of trust. Many of us have trust issues, but as this climate of trust develops, um, you can find courage to let others see the real you, which is the first step to getting help. One of our classes that we do on Mondays and Tuesdays, our motto is take that mask off because we wear masks for different reasons. Uh, those of us who go to church, if you will, uh, we, we wear religious masks, you know, where you know what to say, when to say, when to stand up, when to sit down. And you. a lot of times we don't really address issues at church. You know, we go in and we fellowship, we go in and we worship, we go in and we listen to the word, but we don't always address our own personal issues. We go in and we pray, Uh, we go in and have, you know, but we don't really, really and truly um, address our own personal issues, you know. Um, So as this climate of trust uh, develops, you're going to find courage to let others see the real you. And that's the first step, again, to getting real help. We take the religious mask off, we stop playing games, tell my hey, I'm, I'm blessed and I'm highly favored. No, really, I got a lot of stuff going on I need to talk about it with somebody that I can really trust, who's not gonna use that stuff against me, what I wanna, what I wanna talk about. And so when you begin to uh, let the group, the people, whether it's one or two or more persons, but see you as you really are, guess what? healing can begin, because for a lot of us, one of our biggest strongholds strongholds is deception. We've been deceptive, we've been self-deceived, we've been deceived by others, uh, and there's this pattern of perpetual deception where you're never your real self. Uh, Those of you who get the book, one of the first things, excuse me, one of the first things that we talk about in the book is if you're going to share your name, we're not not doing the, uh, you know, nicknames and everything, this book. This is the first time you start, hey, forget the nickname because that's not your real name. So, we're going to talk about who you really are. What's your real name? So, a lot of times you go into various meetings and they, you know, they allow you to be anonymous and everything. No, this is about getting real. And so, uh, the second thing is not only the trust uh, factor, but it's realizing that, quote unquote, I'm not alone. Because another way the enemy works in many of our lives is he tries to make you and I think that we're the only one who has this problem or this situation. You're the only one who's ever had that happen to you. And so as you hear other persons tell their stories, you realize that you are not alone. Your story and your pain are unique, but others have similar stories and similar pain. And so hearing another person describe pain that you felt, but maybe never have verbalized, it has, believe it or not, a healing effect. And so knowing that others hurt, just as you hurt, pulls you out of an isolated world of emotional pain. The third thing that you're gonna get from this support group is you're gonna discover feelings and memories, all right? And so as other group members share their pain, their fears and their emotions you may recover some of your lost emotions some of the things that you've buried you forgot about some stuff or you hit a a delete button on some things and so these things will start rising up and so as you hear someone else tell their story you may be able to um recover memories uh that were previously hidden because it's a defense mechanism where you tell yourself that didn't happen to me uh he or she would have never done that to me And so you lie to yourself, you bury the thought. And so it takes God through groups like this to bring these things to the surface so that you can address them and begin a process of healing from your painful past. The fourth thing is uh, dealing with feedback, receiving feedback. A lot of us were quick to tell somebody else something, but boy, it was hard for you to receive uh, feedback, uh, positive feedback. So group members can identify areas in which you may have blind spots. Things that you can't see. So, they can help you discover feelings that you normally suppress. Um, and they may offer, you know, an interpretive insight into incidents that you describe and share. So, God often uses groups to bring healing and to bring peace. And so, if you understand that, you, then you need to prepare yourself. This is the process. And so, you need to prepare yourself you know make a decision but prepare yourself for the process of making peace and so again the first thing is trust you know the key things to making peace is you're gonna have to have make some resolutions to something trust number one trust be willing to trust and be willing to build trust it's not that you haven't had trust issues in the past but you have to make a decision uh, that's what I liked about what Ivan said in his foreword is that he made a choice. He made a decision about some things and he acted upon it. So you have to make a decision. Number two, um, you need to work on your own issues. You know, work on your work on you. Don't try to solve other people's problems all the time. You know, don't offer these quick opinionated and simplistic solutions. Learn how to listen to people. Learn how to listen to your own heart. For the first time, start listening to your emotions and listen to what's going on inside of you instead of ignoring what's going on inside. Listen to your anger. Listen to your resentment. Listen to your bitterness. Where is this stuff coming from? It's coming from inside of me. So I need to hear what's actually coming out. I need to stop ignoring uh, what's going on inside of me saying, well, I've always been like that. My mom was like that. My dad was like that. No, I need to start hearing what's really coming. Why am I such this uh, agent of negativity? Why, why, you know, so you start listening to yourself and you start also listening to others and empathize, you know, share your own feelings, and examine your own, you know, feelings and emotions. Uh, The third thing is going to be going to see that you need to learn how to identify your feelings. So let yourself, you know, feel your own emotions, which is something, especially as males, men, we don't like to, we try to suppress our feelings, act like we don't feel certain ways. You know, like we, we're okay with rejection. We're, we're okay being ignored. We're okay, you know, filling the blank. So, uh, you know, let yourself feel your own emotions as other people in your group, you know, tell their stories. Be willing to share your feelings with the group. And those feelings could be feelings of abandonment, uh, feelings of fear, feel, feelings of mistrust, feelings of resentment, anger, guilt, pain, sadness anxiety, loneliness, rejection, feelings of shame about things that you've done, things that maybe uh, a sibling has done, things that maybe a parent or a guardian has done you feel shame uh, about and you are ashamed about what took place or what happened, um, ashamed of maybe a father or a parent you know you're ashamed of that and you've developed a shame-based identity this is going to be an incredible experience when you get this book get this book and start working in this book and it's going to bless you so of course many other feelings you know can be experienced and i just listed a few you know feelings uh which some you know members of a dysfunctional family have trouble either feeling or expressing and these feelings And emotions are most likely to be deeply buried, like landmines uh, that can be activated and triggered. So in a support group, we can begin to deactivate these emotional detonators, amen. And we can face our hurts and our pain. And by doing so, we can actually overcome it. So realize that even while you are in the midst of your home peers and you're in a peer support group setting it's still normal to initially have difficulty with expressing or identifying your feelings that's that's normal because we have these mechanisms and, and paradigms of thinking that affect us identifying what's really going on so we deal with it all of us deal with it in different ways fourthly, you need to learn again how to listen. Learn to listen to what uh, may be expressed between the lines. Okay. Person said one thing, but what, is, what what's going on between the lines of what they're sharing? So learn to listen with your emotions as well as with your views. Uh, you know, what do you feel as you listen to another group member what they're sharing? What you're sharing. Uh, what messages are being conveyed between the lines? And that's going to be a good thing that you need to bring to the table. Number five, the Word of God is the exclusive authority. Now, for some people, that that's like that they just automatically cut off because they don't want anything to do with God, His Word, etc. And that's okay. But if you really want help, you're going to need God. You're going to need the Word of God as the basis uh, of everything that you know for your decisions, your choices, etc. It needs to be based on the Word of God. uh, so the word of God, the Holy Bible, should be the final and or exclusive authority in all your discussion. What is what does the word say? What does God say about it? Not what I think, not what my church says, not what my pastor said. What is the word of God? What does God, Spirit of God, say about it? So with that much said, you, you know, you need to also uh prepare for various types of responses. So now as members of your group share during you know, your set-aside sessions, if you will. You can encourage each other in some very simple ways. Number one, I dare you to say, I support you. I support you. As group members share something, it is, you know, obviously difficult to share. And you can encourage that person to continue sharing by by simply saying, I support you. I'm not saying I agree with you. I'm not, I'm not, no. I'm not judging or misjudging you but i still support you because i understand it took a lot for you to share what you shared so i support you in your process of recovery i support you in your process of making peace with your past and so however put forth on an extra effort you need to also guard against uh taking that turn. i, I support you to the extreme where it becomes a sarcastic cliche within the group. So you don't want to be a y'all support you. You want to be authentic and authentic support. Once again, that leads us back to the importance of feedback. All right. So feedback is not giving answers to questions. Uh, It is telling a group member what you have seen and heard as you have watched and listened to them and vice versa. Uh, So the best part of feedback is when a person is on the receiving end. And it is best when we are able to listen carefully. So this type of feedback is even better than corrective criticism because it has the kinetic uh, potential to truly be transformative, life-changing. That's what we're about. You know, we're not just going through another program, we're not just doing some steps. We want a transformative life, a life that is being transformed, taken to a whole new, new level because we chose to make peace with some things in our past. Uh, so with that much said, you know, there are some things that we have to address when it comes to facing fears and emotions. Okay. So number one, you need to start breaking the cardinal rule of every dysfunctional family. All right. And what is that? It's a code of silence where we don't talk about certain things. Don't talk about the problem. Uh it's family business. You know what I'm saying? And so we need help, you know, for the pain that we feel. And the only true way to obtain it is to begin to talk about the things that hurt you or hurt us. Number two, uh you you may feel that being in a group means you are being disloyal to your family. You know, if I talk about this, then I'm, I'm violating some code over here. The support group is not an agent of attack or criticism, but it's an avenue um, to emotional and spiritual healing. And so thus the things that are shared are not to be deemed as being critical to, of your family. Uh, judgmental of your family, but simply a means of addressing emotional wounds that are hurting your relationships with, or 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 your memory of your family members. You know, sometimes, as you're sharing in these groups, you might be, begin addressing issues about someone who's actually passed away or deceased, but you're still being affected by certain things from the past, and you need to be able to talk about that. All right, Uh, thirdly, um, your fear may be caused by your difficulty in trusting other people. So in the past, you may have trusted and consequently have been hurt. And thus, you know, you're not sure if you really wanna trust anybody in your support. So you must be willing to share in order to go through the process of making peace with your past, but that's your decision. You know, but you will learn to sense an appropriate level of trust in your support group. That's my point. You know, uh, so how do you deal with you know your fear of beginning? You know, to get help through a support group. Three things: admit it, admit that you have a fear, admit that. And I got, I have trust issues. Admit it. Number two, face it. Confront it. Stop ignoring it. I got to have trust issues. I don't know. I may not have the an answer, right, but I know I have trust issues. Okay. And then go to your first peer support group. Go to the first session. Start, you know, having the, the dialogue with you and your, your loved one, your family members with, by using this book. Sit down. Hey, you both want to get a copy of this book. You know, uh, married couple, et cetera. And we're going to sit down and we're going to start doing these books together. I think this is going to really bless us. I, I flipped through it. And I, I think this is going to really bless us to address the issues as, you know been going on in the household. Uh, so start the session off. And as you start it off, participate. Begin the process of actually making peace. Work these steps. And watch what God is going to do. So we're gonna review real quick. Listen, you you will help your support group accomplish each person's objective, which is of course working the book. But everybody has their own personal, you know, what they're trying to recover from. Yeah. But you're gonna help each person by remembering and assisting with the following guidelines. Number one, you need to set aside a time to do it and stick with that. And never force anyone to say anything uh, but, but at the same time, encourage people to share. Don't force people to share, but encourage them to share. And uh, encourage people to move forward and grow. Thirdly, uh, introduce yourself by your real first and last name as opposed to nicknames and, you know, abbreviated references to your name, etc. so this is about getting real, not about being anonymous. Or I should say it is an opportunity to redefine who you are. It's about, you know, getting real. So whatever is shared between you and the other person or within the group, that has to be confidential. It shouldn't be used as a tool uh, against anyone in the group. And so also attempt to sit in a manner where you face each other, whether that's in a circle, whether it means that you need to remove some chairs and any kind of barriers between, you know, because sometimes we sit strategically, we, we sit in certain places, where you know nobody can sit by you, nobody can see you. I'm just here to observe. No, we're here to participate in the process of making peace. And so, just stay focused on what is being shared. Stay away. From, try to stay off your cell phones, uh, other distractions, and begin this process. Begin the process of making peace with your past. Now, I said all that to say this: if you want the book, and I'm quite sure you do, you can go to Amazon. Type in Felden Bonner II. F-E-L-D-O-N. Bonner, Felden Barn II. Type in Felden Bonner II. Making peace with your past is going to pop up. Some other songs and gospel music will pop up as well. Get a copy of Making Peace with Your Past. Get one for yourself. Get a few copies for some other people that you know. Right. Order some copies for people at your church. If you have small groups, at your church Bible study. This book is ideal. It is scripture based. There's word, the word of God is all through this book. And um, so get the book and prepare to make, you know, for the process of making peace with your past. Once again, Ivan Sanchez, thank you so much for pulling yourself into the forward of this book. You did a great job. Ivan, love you, love you, love you. I love you. Thank you for joining us here at the Common Ground. Thank you for joining us here at Powerhouse Ministry Television. Uh, God bless you.